Welcome back on the Black Kids Show. This is episode 25. This is the Reek the Ruler episode. And just by that title alone, some of y'all listening may already know who I have as my guest. He calls himself a serial entrepreneur. I, I can agree with that. Yeah. But he, he's a lot more than that. He's done a, a lot of things. His good brother has worked in nightlife, music, fashion. I yes, probably sir. missed something because he's a serial entrepreneur. Yeah. He and I even had a, a, a temp job back in the day, transporting <laughs> rental, cars, rental cars across the whole D.C., Baltimore area. Wow. This is I where forgot. we first met. <laughs> I forgot about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. That was, was my favorite job. This is 2001. That's <laughs> how that was, we owe out here. <laughs> that's my favorite job. No, nah, literally, that's my favorite job I've ever had. So, so without further ado, y'all have Nairik Lee on the show today. Thank you for coming, man. Man. I I I appreciate you, man. It's a pleasure. I'm I'm having a good time. I'm (laughs) drinking this sweet baby Jesus. Sweet baby Jesus. You know what I'm saying? It's lit. Didn't they say it was out of Baltimore? Shout out Baltimore Duclaw Brewing Company. Yeah, shout out to them, man. We got a gift from uh, our pals from uh, the Wayfair study on Help the Poor. Check that out, y'all. Another great podcast coming out of Innovator Studio. You just blew my mind with the rental car job. (laughs) Wow. Yo, that shit was lit. That shit was lit. A it bunch was... of hood motherfuckers yeah. driving rental cars back and forth to different places. Now, I'm going to tell you what's something crazy. <laughs> we used to race each other yeah. to get your car first so you can go around the neighborhood and flex. It was a race to flex. See, I was, Every... going, I was going to see girls. <laughs> Were y'all mostly going to airports, back and forth between airports? Airports or just like rental Isn't car it? locations? So it was budget. Yeah, okay. The contract company had budgets. Yeah. It was a budget joint. Yeah. And they would bring us in a van. They would drop us off. <laughs> We'd all meet up at the budget by Pentagon City. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You get your paperwork. They drop you off, and they tell you where to take your car. Right. But you would, you would try to get the best car you can get. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Had, did you have a so you had a choice? Um, yeah, you, you 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 tried to get it. You tried to go first. But they right. had a rack of Tauruses though. A yeah. rack of four, uh, Tauruses. four Tauruses. I would always end up with a Lincoln Town car. <laughs> <laughs> I was lit. That joint floats. Yeah, that's what <laughs> can't go wrong with a town the car. Town car. They had. Then they have a. Uh, they had a Mark Eight too. They had the Mark Eight. The Mark Eight. Oh, the yeah. Taurus was a station wagon, right? Was that nah, the station wagon? Nah, nah. It wasn't a station wagon, John. It was the. It was the sedan. Okay. Okay. It was okay. the. It was like the. They had the navigators. Like a UFO. Okay. Remember when navigators was lit? <laughs> yeah, they had navigators, navigators. expeditions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jaguars. They had the Jags. Oh, the Jags. The S type Jaguars. Okay. When yeah, them yeah. first came yeah, out. Yeah. And hold up. The best part of the job was. If you got caught speeding, you had paperwork to get you out of the ticket. Mm. Cause you be like, I gotta get this here by a certain time. Right. I'm, ru- you know, right. Sh- officer, listen, I'm contractually I work, obligated. I'm contractually obligated. I got to do this. Right, man, right. We, oh we would God. be, man, we would be killing the transmission. What? On our way to like, we what? say we're going out to Dulles, right? Yeah. What? Going like ninety, a hundred. As soon as we see the police. We just yanked that jump back down. Oh. So Killing everybody, oh, shit. <laughs> so, we we just like get so shout out to everybody who get rental cars. And if they blame anything on y'all, it's not y'all. Yeah. It's the people it's who transport because it was us. Sorry, y'all, man. Listen, if 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 you got charged for anything, you know me and G did that. Wait, how many? How so it was a race to see who could get there the fastest to y'all. Yeah, we were just trying to make it like, fun. We were just having you know what fun. How, what was so the longest distances y'all y'all drove? Dallas or BWI? Okay, so it's regional yeah. local. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so right. we might start at Union Station, 
Yeah. You might got to go to BWI. Okay. Or you might go to BWI, and then you got to take a car to Dallas. Yeah. Dallas, yeah. So okay. in between so time, you can roads, you leave fast. You yeah. go, you know, run your little personal errands yeah, right. with the car. Right. That's what every day. Ask. You pull, I'm pulling up every day around the hood. Like, <laughs> what's up with y'all? Y'all good? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, y'all, what's up with? Nah, I got a roll. Y'all good? I just push everybody to see whip me. every week. Yeah, I got a no, navigate every day. Every, every, every day. This is every day. Four Mustangs, convertibles, everything. Yeah, man. It was lit. Y'all make it. We was like, we was like. What, 18, 19? Yeah, some motherfuckers shit, from Eastgate. Oh, <laughs> Niggas from Eastgate. Y'all pick up Simple Shorty City, Texas. One dude, one dude, we one, one dude he got shit. caught. He stole the act. He took a navigator home and was perping, yeah. taking the pictures with the junk, yeah. posing uh, and shit. Yeah. They, he got caught up, though. Get him out of there. And, I go, <laughs> and, and on the little premises where they start us at, we could get gas. Oh, that's beautiful. So, we got gas, Right, right, right. We was doing anything. Well, they y'all up with a nah, we, we was literally doing anything. Like, you know Wiley. what I'm saying? Wiley. Damn, I forgot about that. was my favorite yeah, job. That but that, that, that's our that's little side. I'm I'm your host, Geronimo Knows. Got my super engineer and co-host, Backpack Matt here. Yes, sir. So, you know, that was that was a little throwback. A little history. F- flashback Friday, because it's Friday right now right, you yeah. know happy memorial day weekend yeah all man. of that by it's the time up. by the time y'all hear this y'all be coming back hurt from the weekend right <laughs> <laughs> city lit right now so reek let's mm-hmm. let's start from the top man you know tell the people where you're from and we can just go from there i got questions but i just have a feeling this is going to be just a very natural progression yeah. into things so i'm a i'm a i'm a good like uh you know my my, my mom you know she's a philly native and uh, Philly, South Jersey, and all that. So, I have deep, deep roots there. Okay. But I came up, you know, Washington D.C. And uh, I have strong, strong ties to Maryland. Strong, strong ties to Virginia, because I was one of those kids that bounced around everywhere. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you claim the DMV. I'm a listen. I know a lot of people don't like to say it, but. <laughs> All three spots mean a lot to me, man. Same you know what I'm saying? I'm like, way. literally, like, I literally got people in Alexandria yep. that's going to be like, I used to babysit him. I got people in Maryland mm-hmm. that be like, that's my man. We was do, 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 do. And I got people in the city that's going to be like, yada, yada. Yeah. So, like, I'm yeah. whatever. I love all three of these motherfuckers to death. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they all help shape who I am. You know, and all the different things that I've been through. You know what I'm saying? So, I love, I am, I claim DMV. Really? You know what I'm saying? For real, for real. You know? I think that's important. You know, I mean, even myself, you know, I grew up out PG. Um, I spent a lot of my leisure time from, like, age nine up in the city. And I, almost every job I had up until the point where I first moved away from from the area was in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, um, I always went to Virginia to go shopping. You know, right. like, that's what a lot of us did. If it, yep. Back right. in the day, if it wasn't Georgetown yeah. or like, you know, Friendship Heights, mm-hmm. you was going out Virginia. Yeah. To, they, had, they, they had the best moles. Right. I caught my first motherfucking felony in Virginia. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You were a criminal. I always thought you was just a, 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 a cool guy. You know what I mean? You might, you might have been crime adjacent, but uh, 
I cut my first issue yeah, in Virginia. Landmark Mall. Oh, you know what Landmark. I'm saying? Grand Larceny. Me and my man. Oh, we love the sneakers. We was trying. We was, had a scam. We was running out sports authority. They got us one. They, they they got hip to us. Oh, all my you know Jamaican friends went to Landmark Mall. Landmark Mall, man. Friends. Shout out to Landmark Mall. <laughs> Me and my man Dwayne, man. We was out there. We did our. We was we was busting them up for weeks. Shit. And then one week, y'all should have known better than to, than to fuck we around in Virginia. Man, we was, like, we was tripping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Y'all should have known I was better. In, I was in high school. We I was like a ninth grade. I think he was like a senior. It was so sweet. Them new Jason kids had just came out. We was like, man, let's go ahead one more time. So, so nah. you you talk about it, you talking about Landmark Mall during the time when Landmark Mall was actually worth talking about. So, right. like, exactly. what what was what was the city like for you growing up, and just what you remember it, and just your your experiences? I mean, the city was like, it was you know, it was really brown. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, coming up, uh, going to elementary school in the city. You know what I'm saying? I went to elementary school right on 15th Street, which is, at that time, is Death Row, 16th D, 17th Compton, mm. Potomac Potomac Gardens. And that far and side of Capitol Hill. All of that yeah. at the time, you know what I'm saying? Back, I'm going to take it before that, Kentucky Courts. Kentucky mm-hmm. Courts, yeah. Potomac Ave when it was PA Star, so I was going mm-hmm. to elementary school right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The city was like, the city was a... It was a wild place to be in, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And when you're young, you don't really understand it. You you just there, you know what I'm saying? But, like, when you look back at it, you be like, damn, I made it out of that shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, the city at that time, it was, it was very, 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 very high on brown people trying to, to come up, mm-hmm. you know? Everybody, Mary and Barry was lit. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. had our summer jobs. Things was mm-hmm. going down. Like, Mary Berry was the king of the shit. Mm-hmm. You Touching know the hands of the people. Yeah, like, so it was like, yeah. it was as fucked up as it was as far as violence, the drugs, and shit like that. When you're young at that time, you don't really understand that that's going on because you just happy to be around people that look like you and right. fuck with you and you fuck with them. Right. And it's just so much good shit going on. You don't really understand, like, damn. I'm in a wild ass place, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But for me, like just going to elementary school and, and just being in that environment, I just, I had, I was having a ball, you know what I'm saying? Me and my friends was having a ball. We wasn't really focused on what our situations was. We were just having fun, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But as a grown man looking back, we was like, damn, son. Rocking. She was kind of crazy out here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This shit was a little wild, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I can and I remember seeing certain things, but you know, it was you normalized see it, for you. It was like normal. Uh-huh. It was like, damn, that was wild. But that shit was wild yesterday too. But right. whatever, that's none of my business. Uh-huh. I'm gonna stay doing what I'm doing. So uh-huh. it was a lot of mixed emotions, you know what I'm saying? Okay, a lot of them. Okay, so just thinking about. Cause I know at the time that I met you, like we just had our side earlier about the uh, cause, whatever. And like, right. and so like we are every after that, you know, everybody went their separate separate ways. And I bumped into you again at PG Plaza. You was working at the hat store. That was my spot. You was, working there, and I was I just was like, the head to like head. oh, that's the man, that's the cool ass nigga from the rental car. <laughs> <laughs> man, shout out to head to head, man. My Asian family, man. The Kims, man. Rest in peace, Mr. Kim. Kyle, what's up, man? Like, yeah. 
they gave me a they kind of like saved my life for real uh i was really in a in a in a, in a spot where i was like head like all my friends was doing a bunch of shit and we was motherfuckers was dying and I had went to, I had uh, got kicked out of a school. I started going to Suitland, and this girl mm. I was real close to, she was like, Trisha, she was like, she was working at Forsman Mall. Yeah. And she was like, yo, this dude, he got this store down the hall from me. You, He want, he looking for somebody to run it. You want to work there? And I'm like, nah. Trap looking good. I'm like, nah, that's going to waste my time. <laughs> what you know what I'm saying? This is like 99, okay. I want to say. Yeah. I grew up yeah. in Forsville, so I'm from Forsville. So, I'm trying, so it's I'm like 99. Yeah. So she worked at Styles in, 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 in Forsville Mall. I remember Styles. Exactly. Von, Von Teff was still open? Yeah. Yeah, Von Teff Von was in there. I think okay. the, some of the other joint too, Beyonzo, Bonaduce. Oh, Bonaduce, Beyonzo. All yeah. that was in there. Yeah. That's what I You know what I'm saying? Like I was there. I wasn't a fan. I wasn't fucking with Bonadachi. So, so matter of fact, buying everything. So, so the funny part was my shit. So, I'm gonna tell you the funny part about that was Trisha and and her. She had a twin sister named Patrice. Patrice and Patricia. We all used to be at the hobo shop together. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. They family, which shout became out the hobo shop. shout out yeah, the hobo. Shout so out John the hobo. and Angie who ran the hobo, that w Angie was they first cousin. So we all used to be on there working together too. Mm -hmm. But she got another job. She was doing that during the week, and she would do hobo on the week. And she was like, "Look, you know, woo woo,", woo. and I was just like, well, "I ain't fucking with no job shit." But then she was like, "Look, they got this. They got the hats. You gonna get the discount on everything?" Mm -hmm. I'm like, "I bet." So I started working at the joint. And in turn, that little move helped save me from a lot of shit because so many times where I was like, oh, I got to go to work for these four and a half, five hours, my niggas was getting smoked. Mm. My niggas was going to jail. Mm. Everybody who was involved in the same shit I was involved in, they was going, they was dropping one by one. So... You know, Fordsville Mall kind of like, it kind of saved safe me. Haven, it yeah. was like a safe haven, like, shit. You know what I'm saying? That's real. So, so, you, so you did head to head before you did, before you, um, because you, did you ever work at Hobo? I was unofficially a staff member at Hobo. Okay. So I would come to Hobo just to learn shit. Okay. John fucked with me, Auntie fucked with me because I, you know, I knew them from the South Side and all that, and Treaty and Trisha was from 10th Place. Okay. So, like, they just would allow me to be there, just whatever you want to do. So it's like, I would one day I would be sitting upstairs with the tailors learning how they do what they do. One day I might be just getting everybody breakfast. One day I might be vacuuming the floors at night because I'm trying to hurry up and get, we we, we all going out that night, and I was young. We was, uh, we was young, so we wanted to go, you know, a part of, unofficially, a part of if anybody sold tickets at the hobo shop, I had to be able to come to your function. I don't <laughs> care how old I was. It don't matter how old I was. Chuck Brown, Red Essence, anybody. And DC, and, and, and let's, I could go. Let's talk about that, like about how <laughs> it was special events that were centered around go-go. People, Listen. like, you bought your tickets from the actual stores, these clothing brands that Listen. were heralded. Listen. Once upon a time. In the city, hobo you know would I mean? stay up until midnight. 
You had till midnight to get fresh mm-hmm. and get a ticket. Mm-hmm. And a part of that was this 16-year-old could come. Right. He ain't going to – don't give him nothing to drink. Right, right, right. But he could come, come in there. And by getting fresh – That's love right there. <laughs> you, 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 you dropping some money yeah. to get fresh. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. <laughs> yes. You're going to come in there and drop the numbers. You, you, gonna, get, you get some custom something. You're going to get – you want yeah. you want to custom something. They had the tailors upstairs all night. The tailors will whip you up something. You can come in there early, get your measurements right. Pick you a little fabric or something, mm-hmm. and then they will be like, I bet. How you want you? All right, cool. Get all your measurements. You leave. You come back before midnight. They had your whole fit ready for you, and you was out the door mm-hmm. till mm-hmm. midnight. Like, literally, till midnight, yeah. you can come and buy shit. And they had the, the, the Versace shoes and everything in the back. So you can really come in there That's and turn nice. up at the hobo shop. Like, John and Angie was on another level mm-hmm. at that time. And I just used to sit there like a sponge. I used to get to meet every nigga that came through the city that was doing anything. It was a dude named Silk that used to be like an entertainment guy. He used to fuck with a lot of entertainers. He would bring everybody through there. Mm-hmm. But everybody would have to come see the shop because at that time, who had tailors right. on hand, though? On hand. I'm talking that about sounds... from open to close. Like, That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when, when people got too hip, like on the Maryland side, when I went to Suitland and people was getting too hip to like, like when people was getting the hobo so crazy, mm-hmm. you know, I would used to go to the tailor and be like, look, I know this is the joint that's downstairs for sale. Can you just take mines and just put this here and move this here? And, move? and it was done. Mm-hmm. Like who can do that right. at that time? Right. John and Angie had it done. Shout out to Bar and them. The Bar was one of the main tailors, Bar Muhammad. Motherfuckers was amazing, man. So when I was living in Philly in 03, Oh four, when they had the hobo shop up there. My man Mo was running. Mo, so <laughs> shout out to Mo, whoever Mo is. I ain't seen that man since then. But like the hobo shop of Philly, that was like my home away from home. Yeah, yes. I'm walking down South, South Street, like the embassy. I, I walked down South, South Street. Street one day. I had just yeah. got to Philly. Like maybe a month later, I walk. I was walking down South Street. I look. I was like, wait, 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 wait. South Street. Hobo. Like that. We had a condo right across with, the street. Condo across the street. I'm like, this is hobo the acronym. I'm like, this is hobo from home. That the entire yeah. time they was there, I was in there. Like that was my hangout. That's you know tight. what I mean? Like I, I think I even passed out flyers at a at an event that um MTV two did at um the um electric factory up mm-hmm. there. Um they had a uh, dipset performing and some other people. You know what I mean? I'm just like, look. I don't care whether it works or not. I'm gonna help you, however I can, get a hold on Philly. You know what I mean? I literally almost got hit by a bus on South Street, <laughs> chasing down the baddest chick Trina at City Blue, <laughs> just to get her to come to the hobo shop. I ran out in the middle of traffic. Nobody was like, "Yo, Trina in there." What? That's like Trina the who? The, the rapper? <laughs> I took off. The baddest bitch. Shot out of there. Motherfucking bus was beeping that horn. I was like, look, Slim, you gonna have to I'm gonna take this one today. Yeah. Got Trina to come to the hobo shop, man. I never forget it. They laugh at me they laugh at me to this day about yeah. that. He's like, yeah. man, you was one of the boldest motherfuckers man. I've ever seen. Yeah, because I needed we needed Trina in there. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. We needed her to come Absolutely. in there. Like that's, it was that's... it was like 
like crazy, like she was across the street. Oh no, nah, we getting her in. Right, right. I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna be like, hey, excuse me. Right. I was a little younger too yeah, at the yeah. time, so I uh, knew was I was gonna work. I right. was like, she was look, gonna swear hey, like that. Can you? Yeah. Real shit. So it sounds like Respect you, that. you, your initial foray into just like entertainment was through fashion. Yes, it was. Okay, it okay. was. It it really was because um, like. Coming up in entertainment, like I had, I had family members. I had, I had cousins that was popping rapping South Jersey, South Philly. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? That was popping rapping. But it took for me to like, and no, no, I'm, I'm gonna fast forward. My same cousins that was doing this, they was gangsters too. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was times where it's one of my cousins. He's doing ten now from Philly. They were fucking around with early Diddy. Howard Diddy and all of that shit. So, like, I didn't really know what was going on. I didn't really understand it. I was a lot of their alibi. Like, get him in the car. Like, keep the youngin' in the car. Keep the youngin' in the car. Like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? I didn't really understand what they was into and yeah. what they was doing. Mm -hmm. But they was, you know, they was making moves. And I remember seeing certain people at, at early stage. And I'm like, damn, okay. That's uh, yeah. dude, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? But yeah. like they didn't really explain nothing to me. I'm a younger. They ain't gotta tell me shit. I'm just happy to be with my cousins, my big cousins. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I got a cousin, my cousin Nari, he got the same name as me. You know what I'm saying? Like they all used to be on their moves and they used to be fucking with certain people that I didn't really understand who they were or what they was doing. But that was the thing. But when I was able enough to understand things. It happened through the fashion world. It mm -hmm. happened through me being at the hobo shop. Mm -hmm. It happened from this guy coming in and this guy coming in and people explaining to me shit and then I could I, I understood it. And it was like, Oh, okay. Like, that's how this works and this dude does this and this is how this works and oh this is what PR is and you know what I'm saying? Like I learned all of that in the hobo shop from watching the local celebrities to the people coming in from out of town, coming mm -hmm. in there and, and fucking around with the streetwear brands in the city at the time, because mm -hmm. the streetwear brands were so strong. Like I don't, like I don't really, people, I don't think people don't understand. People, people don't realize. Them niggas, like, everybody was millionaires. Millionaires, like, and and I don't. There's a lot of people I know who were patronizing these stores who don't even realize that these owners these people were million were million like millions, made millions real millions millions just off of just real millions selling like, like everything that we bought the embroidery the heat press everything, everything. that i watch a lot of quote-unquote high-end designers do i watch people in this city in the late 90s early 2000s make millions millions, millions. i'm talking real like I saw it with my own two eyes. I had a one of my best friends in the world, my man Aaron, was over running the shop, running running We Are One when they was over there by Howard. Mm -hmm. On Florida you, Avenue. Florida Avenue. Mm -hmm. Like, they was making millions. You had shooters making Shooter millions. Sport. You had every, like, madness. Every, madness. Like, everybody was getting real, real yeah. money. It wasn't like no fake shit. It was real money. Like, Real change was coming in out of these stores, and these are this this city not big. Right. It's not like a big place like everybody had to go all the way over here. They had to go all the way over there. This was like because that was our go to because we wasn't we weren't really rocking with unless it was like some high end. We weren't yeah. really rocking with other 
street brands. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? There like, was no Fat Farm and all them other little spot, them little joints that was doing good in New York. None of them shits was jumping here. It was hobo. It was madness. It was shooters. It was, because, was? It was because of those brands. I always bring up this story. That stopped me from getting the one Sean John black velour suit that I wanted. Because I'm like, you know, but... Hobo uh, got a velour. Yeah, I'm going like, to go get that job. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so what happened? What was the tipping point? What do y'all feel like was the tipping point? Was it external? Like just, you know, every couple of years or every six months, like, you know, your sense of fashion changes, right? What was it internal? Like niggas I weren't think, managing their money, right? Nah, you know? it wasn't the money. I think it was more or less of a thing where um, they the older G's in the, in the area. You uh -huh. know what I'm saying? They still was... Even with them getting all of that that money, they were still street niggas. A lot of them were still street niggas. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, it was more or less of them not turning over into the change, right, the right. modern change. Still keeping so 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 like let's say w when the Wale's of the worlds are coming up, and and then Stussy and all these things yeah. start being dope in the city. Right. They never adapted mm -hmm. right. to that that way they kind of tried to stick to what they were sticking to yeah, yeah. and i think that was more or less what kind of like changed everything you know what i'm saying even just cutting your clothes different mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. and this that and this. it was just a lot yeah, of little shit it was small shit it was not nothing big right. it was just small shit just well, stay, but certain but certain you know you, you, we are one to still alive you know what i'm saying yeah. where they are and, and, they still got that spot off uh, silver, silver hill road, silver hill road. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah, yeah. so like it, it's all about just adapting. Well, let's let's hold that for later, cause I, I actually got I want to talk about that a little more okay. later. Okay. But okay, so you got you you got your start of fashion. Mm -hmm. So what came next for you, music or nightlife? Or were they both happen at the same time? <laughs> I'm gonna say both was at the same time because when I um I had went to college and where you go to school. Bowie State. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I went to Bowie State and I was always fucking with the nightlife just as far as going out, but I met where well, we already knew of each other in high school. This is my man, shout out to my man Osanachi, producer. Um, so Osanachi was living, he went to Bowie, I went to Bowie, he was living on the same floor, I mean, he was making beats. Shit, he used to be playing this shit loud as shit every fucking night and I was like you know what I'm about to go talk to this nigga that's making these fucking beats I, I just want to understand what he was doing and so I went and hollered at him and he was telling you know teaching me about production and shit right mm -hmm. and around that time I still was I started I, w I had kind of transferred from the go-go scene and I started doing the club shit because okay. it took me a while. I wasn't really fucking with that club shit. Who 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 were you promoting for go-go's? I was just going to go-go's. It oh, wasn't no okay. promoting. Oh, okay. I just was there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But like who, I started. Who's your favorite band? <sighs> I tell you, I, I tell people off top my two favorite bands to this day are Backyard mm -hmm. followed by Northeast Groovers. Mm -hmm. And that's 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 it. Hang Backyard, down. Junkyard. My favorite band. Okay. So I'm gonna keep it funky. Okay. Junkyard was I'm a, you know on the south you side. You from southeast. You on that south side. <laughs> it's hard to ignore that yeah, JYB. You, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, you from southeast. Best front line show you ever gonna see. You, you got you got to give your input, man. Uh, 
backyard, of course, and I would probably say I really started fucking with Go-Go like freshman year of high school. Like I was a late bloomer. Like I went mm. to Flowers and shit. So I was really fucking with like CCB. I ain't mad at that. You know, so right. like, and then like, you know, started listening CCB to CCB. Hits, XIB, UCB. CCB had hits, man. UCB had hits. UCB definitely UCB. had hits. Right. <laughs> so it'd be like, it's like TCB, a side hit. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me retract that. Damn, I love you, JYB. I love y'all. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Man. Let me remove y'all. I'm going to put y'all third. And I'm oh, gonna put man. Red Essence. Shout out to White Boy. So it's going to be, I'm going to go backyard, Red Essence, JYB. You can't you know go wrong with that. Red Essence, RE. I spent so much money in there. I would put UCB coming behind behind Groovers for me. I got hip to UCB late. I got hip to them. What 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 late for you is when? Cause I hot shops time. Oh, see, I got I got hip to them. I was what in ninety eight. First time I saw them was up when they had a show up in Gonzaga. I got hip to them when they was they moved. They started doing hot shops in Maryland. Now I was going to hot shops after the skating rink. That was my my man, my man Lord Jahad from up thirteenth and Fairmont. Shout out Jahad, funniest man in DC. Yeah, <laughs> Jahar got us all the Southeast niggas at the time Texas Avenue. All that he got us to go to the, to go see them. So I was got I got hip to them late, but then once I got hip to him, I was I was not I was with him. I was like, oh, these niggas like that, you know what I'm saying? But he yeah. got us hip late though. Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, so you moved from Go Go's to what we call so yeah. So I started clubs, going to the clubs. Unquote. Like I had a <laughs> homie that was clubs. promoting at the clubs. He was trying to get me to go to the clubs. I wasn't really fucking with it, but you know it kind of. I eventually went, you know what I'm saying? I, went, I think my first regular club was like Palladium mm-hmm. or something like that. See, I missed the whole Palladium area. I think oh, I, at that time I was living in Philly or New York. I, I, oh, there was a, a, a whole club era in D.C. that I missed out on because I was living in Philly and New York. So, so yeah, I, start, I started fucking with the Palladium. But at the same time, going to Bowie, you know what I'm saying? I had my man, he was a producer. So it was kind of, it was all running hand to hand, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And then Wale transferred mm-hmm. into Bowie. From mm-hmm. Virginia For I think he State? Was, he, Virginia State? Virginia, I think Virginia the State. State was where he came. Right, right, yeah. right, right. So he came to Bowie. And then it was like, okay, we stopped putting everything together. Mm-hmm. So when he got there, he had already been there on State fucking with uh, a nigga who I didn't fuck with Calvin in it from over uh, Texas Avenue. They was EMP, the producers, yeah, yeah, yeah. hit a quitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they was fucking with doing the go-go yeah, records for Yeah, so yeah. he came in. He had been fucking with them. I knew them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I had matched him up with Osinachi, Yeah. and then that's how Nike Boots and all this other shit come about. So, you had, know what I'm so had Painted Picture already dropped? Like Pain the Picture was love. about to drop. Okay, so this Hater is right. News, Haters a New Love, love was, was about like, to drop. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. like the oh, early shit, shit, like this shit was about that's to come tight, out. Dog. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's like dope. so, I was right there on the ground level of yeah, all yeah. of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like when Kenny first started fucking with Studio him, Studio Forty Three shit, had yeah. Alize so first 05, started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah. all that shit. Mm-hmm. Like shit, I would go before that. Might be like oh three oh four because when Wale first got there is when. I had been fucking with some, you know, on some street shit, fucking with Atlanta, yeah. and I had been on a real heavy Jeezy way before niggas had got on Jeezy up here. Right. So he's like, "Oh, you always listen to this nigga, man. Who is this?" I'm like, "Dog, I'm yeah. telling you, this nigga gonna be lit." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I fuck, I'm telling him about that type shit. He was like, "All right." So he would school me to what he was doing. Yeah. So it was kind of like, you know, he came in, and it was like we started merging shit together. Mm. So I you know, I paired him and O C together. Mm-hmm. 
they started working together. Uptown Romans and you yeah, know all the shit that they did together. Romans. You know what I'm saying? Some a lot of shit that didn't come out, but like OC had a crib <laughs> at the time. We was in school. OC had a whole publishing deal. Then oh, we were 19 years old. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And he's telling me about. I didn't know what that shit was. Mm -hmm. You know, I got mad at him. Ask your mind type. I got I got the beefing with OC because I didn't get how he started having all this money, right, right, and right. I thought he, you know, I was hustling. Right, right. So I'm like, when he started coming, he started coming in the, you know, in the room. We was roommates. I'm like, oh, he got the jewelry on. I'm looking at him like, damn. I'm thinking, you out here without me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> your man. Yeah, right. Like you going, you got to move, and you don't got. <laughs> Fucked up with him at the time. Awesome. He's like, full nah, time yeah. like, he like, nah. So he sat me down and that job, like, broke it down to yeah. me. Publishing and this, Publishing, that, and the third. Yeah, and he, credit too, you know what I'm producer, saying? Right, yeah. And rest in peace to Monty, who was Biz Marquis' manager. He had got him some situations. So it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I was like, well, dog, I want to get in on this. Yeah. And he was like, you really want to get in? I'm like, dog, I want to get in. Really? And he awesome. started teaching me the business, and that's how I got in. So when I met, when 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 my homie Woody, shout out to my man Woody, rest in peace to him, he introduced Wale to our circle. I was like, look, I'm going, I'm gonna figure y'all out. I'm gonna get y'all together and you know make some moves, and it, it kind of like took off from there. Yeah. I didn't know at the time that shit was called A and R and all that old shit. Yeah. I'm just like, my man, fire artists and rappers. You can rap like shit. Let's figure some shit. Let's. Right. Come to the crib. You producing. Y'all niggas gonna make. You also producing. I'm producing. EPing, I'm like he was EPing before EPing he shit. even realized he was EPing. I didn't EPing. even know what okay. I was doing. I'm like, listen, you know I'm like, my man got the fire. My, you got the this. Okay, look, y'all gonna we, let's go to the crib and figure some shit out. Right. Y'all niggas gonna do some shit together. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was mm -hmm. just simple as that to me. Mm. I didn't know that shit at the time had a title because who I'm gonna ask about that in here. I didn't know, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, man, y'all niggas gonna do some shit together. During that that era, like, what were like some of the business, music business lessons that you learned that still stick with you today? Even <laughs> if it's not necessarily like music shit, just um, business acumen. I mean, shot everybody that I was dealing with at that time kind of was solid. Yeah. So I really never took no like, at that time right. in the early stages because I was at the time I was up. My man, he was up because he had his situation. Right. And, you know, while they started coming up, so it was like... Everybody was eating. Everybody was doing what they was doing. So it was kind of like, you know, I, I, if I would have changed anything, I would... Because I seen... I kind of seen, for at least for Wale's situation, and me and OC saw, we was like, you know what? We should probably, like, put him on business terms more or less closer to us because... At the time, I felt 43 was like, I'm like, man, I don't know. Like, I think that is, I think he's going to outgrow that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because we saw what he could do and he did. down the line. Duh. We was like, yo, he going to be, like, this nigga's going to be fire. You know what I'm saying? So I think we probably, me and him should have probably, like, figured it out. Like, look, we're going to formulate something. All of us should formulate something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if anything I would have learned then, I would have like, speak up. Because right. I, I seen it, but I ain't say nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like I should have spoke up more and been like, you know what, look. Close mouth. Let's just get this yeah. together. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. So I think that would be it. So in the mix of all this, I know you got um, YBM Lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Talk about that. 
Because I'll say to this day, I still don't know much about YBM lifestyle. So listen, I'm going to keep it real. YBM was just my homies. Like, that was my crew that we used to tear the club up with. And what, like, what does YBM stand for? I can't really say that on... Uh, this is like a little secrecy thing. It's a okay, yeah. super secret. Super like, secret thing. I'm like, like we've been cursing and shit. Yeah, nah. <laughs> whatever. Su- like the niggas who was involved in that, some here now, some aren't. But like, it's a super secretive right. thing. Yeah. But it was just it started off as me and my man's that used to be out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We used to tear the club. I, rem- I remember even like for a second, like while they used to talk about in this music, like we and used you, to just, and you, y'all would y'all were doing parties, like y'all yeah. used to do shit over at um K Street Lounge, yeah, now exactly. Capital, yeah, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. So it was just, it really started off as a crew, yeah, and then we was you know doing our thing on the nightlife scene to the point where we kind of like rolled it over into like business, mm-hmm. but it was like the 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 true meaning of it was a kind of like. Street shit, kind of, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it was just my men. It's an inside joke. Yeah, it was like my men. It was like, you know, we was just out doing what we do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, because I'm, even though I don't go out, I still love nightlife. Talk about one of the, uh, I guess, one of the one of the, the best parties that y'all ever put together, one of the best events, whatever, that y'all mm. put together. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> it might have been, you know, honestly, it might have been the night I came out of college. You know what I'm saying? Me and the homies, I think about 05, we came out of college, and it was, shout out to Daedalus. This was Daedalus before they, wow, Daedalus. it's living room now. Man. But, but yeah. before before that, it was, um, what Josephine's. was it? Josephine's. Josephine's, yeah. So Daedalus, I think we, yeah, we went crazy in there one night. We had one of the best functions ever. Like, I still got people to this day who come up to me and be like, dog, I'm still <laughs> motivated from that night. <laughs> we, um, yeah, <laughs> we did a lot that night. You know what I'm saying? From limousine service to... The flashing lights outside to fucking, uh, you know, I think Rosé was jump just about, Rosé Moet was just jumping at the time, and we did a lot of that, you know. You, you don't see a lot of, you don't see a lot of that, that, that extravagance and opulence and, yeah. and, and, but in a very strategic, even tasteful way. Yeah. Well. You don't see that in nightlife anymore. Nah, you don't. You, you know, know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like now it's just normal. Like, okay, we're just going to, like, stunt. Yeah. It's just like you're supposed to stunt because you're going out. It's just like it's Tuesday. We all. <laughs> right, right. I it's think, Tuesday, right. and you got paid on Friday, right, right. and whatever. It's May 6th. That, that <laughs> night in That's particular, I think reason. we all wore the same sneakers. <laughs> if you was in the crew, you wore the same sneakers. We all did like we had little hints of like this is us. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. We did we had a we all did a certain colorway that we all was gonna wear. Like you could do it how you wanted to do it. Yeah. But like this was your we gonna do these colors. Everybody who running everybody who came in there with us. Uh-huh. And you rode in that limo, if you had car service, everybody who got out had to like look this way, however you did it, you know what I'm saying? And I, we went crazy that night. I think that was, might be one of my favorite. Yeah, we went nuts that night. You know what I'm saying? I remember being at the club. 
<laughs> after the club was closed, I was on the toilet in the club <laughs> drinking another bottle. It was my last <laughs> bottle of like rose, and I was like stomach hurting. I was soaking like, it all in. Still on the yeah. phone. I've, like, never, I've never seen this 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 reek <laughs> setting up plays in live and living. Co- I've seen pictures. But I've never seen, you know, yeah. like I was the only person there besides like the people mopping the floors, and I was like, "Yo, who outside? <laughs> I'm in the bathroom, like I'm, but I'm still drinking, you know." So I, <laughs> I like walked out. I put the bottle in my like pants leg, yeah. and I was like, "I'm out of here," you know what I'm saying? So that probably was my most epic night. But while all this is going on, you still are like just building up a, a, a repertoire with yeah. the mu- in the music industry. So like that. around this time, right? Which I'm gonna tell you a funny story. Around this time. I'm doing all this. DJ Alize mm-hmm. is coming ahead to head a lot when we in PG Plaza. And mm-hmm. Alize, you know, Alize is, you know, he's a hip hop nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's Absolutely. a real hip hop yeah. nigga. So I'm trying to tell, like, I'm trying to convince Alize that I know this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, Alize, like, n- dog, I know what I'm doing. So, like, <laughs> Alize was DJing at, like, home. Before it was Alter Bar, he was home. It was home. Mm-hmm. He was DJing one night. I'm telling him, I'm like, dog, I be in Atlanta, nigga. It's this nigga named Shorty Low. He lit. You know what I'm saying? He not trying to hear that shit. He's like, the nigga with D4L? <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> Fuck out of here. I'm not playing no. Listen, I'm Snapping playing. like shit. I'm playing <laughs> Laffy Taffy, whatever the D4L shit is. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not giving you nothing else outside of that. I'm like, son, I'm telling you, he got this record called I'm the Man. It's yeah. lit. He wasn't hearing that shit. Low, is he the one that's Rest in peace to Shorty Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't hearing it, right? And I just like, dog, I'm telling him, I'm like, son, if you don't play this record. So at the time, you know, I had a little change. So I'm telling the niggas who in, in, with, you know, the runners, I'm like, look, I ain't buying shit tonight if y'all don't play I'm the Man by Shorty Love. I just wanted to get my point across. Zay played that shit, and that club went nuts. Went crazy. And I'm like, dog, I told you, I, I got an ear for this yeah, shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the club went crazy. So like, that was my way of like trying to like let. I knew he at the time he had radio, yeah. so I'm like, dog, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, you know, how I was trying to prove myself. I would use my little positioning to try to prove myself to the people who was already in. Like, oh, I, I kind of hear, I know what I'm talking about. And so it went from that type of situation to you know moving it throughout throughout and while they you know while they understand things and him and like dog oh, he be knowing what he talking about like I ain't like Jeezy but this nigga been telling me about Jeezy since oh two mm-hmm. and that shit lit in oh five and this nigga like nigga like my man been telling me about yeah. this shit you know what I'm saying yeah. so I kind of like parlayed them situations into like you know doing different things musically mm-hmm. because. I was always at, I was always trying to be at the forefront of like just knowing what was going on in different areas outside of where I was at, you know what okay. I'm saying? Okay, so at this point, did you did you have a formal position within the music industry or were you still nah. just... Like, I was just working, I just, my, it was my man that was a producer, Osanachi. Anything he needed, I was doing whatever he needed, you know what I'm saying? It was no nothing formal because we were still, you know, trying to figure it out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it was then, you know, even with Wale, he was trying to figure out what his 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 st- footprints was going to be. So it was never nothing formal. It didn't really get nothing formal until 
I got with um, after I was a uh, I found a this little freestyle rapper nigga that I love named Swag and and G Greg me and him talking swag, swag. King, King, swag? King Swag King Swag okay yeah, I bust okay. King Swag out on the scene okay you know okay. what I'm saying from the pure days all right okay so like I remember something yeah <laughs> so it it came it came to uh, uh uh it came to the whole label thing when I had swag moving mm. and then G came to me with Black Cobain yeah. he went LeGreg Harrison LeGreg right? yeah okay. And he came to me with uh, Black Cobain, and then we was like, you know what? Let's just figure out something, me and you, because we was doing we at that time nightlife. I was uh, he was doing Lounge of Three on U Street. Yep, yeah. I remember um, Lounge Three. Yeah. When they were doing there. Republic Gods. I remember when they was they doing, doing Republic Gods. I, I was at all them spots. So basically, yeah. I was, was just there. like a sub promoter. Like I, I unofficially, I would just wherever I went, it'd be like thirty motherfuckers cut with me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like where you at, Reek tonight? I'm here. And then 30 motherfuckers are showing. So it was just like, we all just were like, you know, it was just a family thing because it was my men. That was their situation. So it came to a point where we was just all like, I bet. <laughs> it's probably better. Super cold. Yeah. We just being luscious yeah. up Sipping in here. Some, drinking say? room temperature. Room up. temperature <laughs> brews. Yeah. Yeah. It was going to be fried. Well, yeah, old just, pro. We it, all old pros yeah, up in here. So it just came to a situation where we was just all like, you know, let's form it, formulate it into like something. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, and that something is what, what was the beginning stages of the board? Board of administration. Board of administration. Yep, yep, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So. I'm fanboying out right now. Yeah. Man. This is like high school. <laughs> yeah. High school, college days. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Matt is like the one of the, the, the most mature young guys I know. I'm twenty six, so, man. Okay. So. He fact. he actually reminds me of myself when I was twenty six. Uh, which fact. is why I appreciate <laughs> us working together because uh, you know I'm I'm just talk about the board, man. Yeah, I'm like, an old man yeah. now, so I'm just like We were there. I'm what year like, was that? Like did it kind of like start? Oh, okay, yeah. Cause I was at, I was I went to school at Stanford for college, so I left home. Stafford? So Stanford. Stanford. Oh, so, yeah, Stanford. So I was all in the Bay Area and shit, but mm -hmm. I was always keeping up with, like, yeah. what was popping in the city and the DMV yeah. and shit. And so when I saw Wale, Black yeah. Cobain, yeah. Fat Trail, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Some early freestyle videos and shit yeah. at the pool table and yeah. shit. Yeah, like, that was that. over at, uh, what's that studio? Midnight Studios, yeah. over at Hampton Boulevard. We was... I was a lot of Capitol Heights. Capitol Heights, yeah. yeah. A few so, DMV niggas who was at Stanford's campus was spreading all Wale shit. Listen, it was crazy because, you know, because I had been on the scene already, um, I had been already watching Trail. So, like, yeah. I had been trying to, you know, I've been figuring, I was figuring out a way to to to, to grab Trail. And um, he was doing I, shit at Pure? Yeah, I, yeah. I was there every yeah. Monday. I, I, I remember seeing I Trail. Some videos, I yeah. remember seeing Trail at Pure. I'm just like, every who Monday. is this young nigga, man? Like, he flowing. Every and Monday. Like, this nigga got charisma, he had a, too, he had a good He had a good presence. Before he was fat, for real. Mm. He wasn't yeah. fat then. Yeah, he wasn't. His right. fat Trail, but right, he wasn't right, fat. Right, right, he real. had a great presence. Yeah. I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking with him. You know what yeah. I mean? The next thing I know, like, he coming out with no secrets and all yeah, that. No secrets is a I, classic. I grabbed bro. him. I was watching. I watched him for a year straight. I, every Monday, I was there just looking at him like, I just wanted to see, you know, what I was going to get in my get myself into. 
Okay. So, no well, before secrets. We, before we classic. go before we go into just like you know just all the just the, mm-hmm. I, all that all that creatively came out of the board, mm-hmm. like just let's talk about. And I've, I've you're not the first person I've had on the show who was who mm-hmm. was a part of the the, the 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 team as far as the board of administration mm-hmm. goes. But talk about just like what the board of administration represented its purpose and everything. So the board was originally going. We were just going to be like um, a marketing company for real. You okay. know, we was just trying to market and brand people, and you know, but we all came to the table with so much talent and within ourselves, talent around us that we were like, all right, marketing. We might shortchange ourselves just being marketing. We might need to be a little bit more than just that, right? Like management. Yeah, so it was like, all right, we're gonna manage some people. But then I'm deeply rooted into developing mm-hmm. development. So then so it was A&R like if I'm gonna yeah. develop motherfuckers, we need to be You need skin in the game, we need to be a label. Right. Because I'm gonna sit in the studio and I'm gonna work with you all night long until you perfect what I right. feel like, what I see you doing. I'm gonna be that guy, like, nah. Mm-hmm. This is where we need to be at. You gotta like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So then that's when we like, all right, we we more than just marketing management. We a label. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? For people who don't know, what does artist management usually entail? Artist management is kind of just like babysitting. Mm-hmm. Uh if you lit, it's just maybe just, you know, booking shit. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to pair you with whatever other um, streams of income you can pair somebody with, uh, dealing with the label. Whether if you if you broker somebody to a label, it's kind of like dealing with the label and kind of like uh, being the middleman between the liaison between, liaison. La- the liaison between yeah. artist label. Yeah, yeah. From a, a talking standpoint, right. not a creative standpoint. Right. From a talking right. standpoint, right. Right. logistics you know business. Yeah, logistics and shit like that. Yeah. So. We wanted, I felt like we was better dictating shit from a creative standpoint. Mm-hmm. So I was like, we need to be a label. Fuck management. I mean, that management's cool. Right, we right. did both. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, we got to like, we creating shit. Like, right. we really in here. creative control. Putting like yeah. whole tape projects together. And right. this is how we're going to do this. And we're going to do this that way. And we're going to do these type of records. And boom, 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 boom. This person's going to have this look. And they're going to do it. We were like doing the whole storyboard. If there was a greatest hits out of the board, I'm sorry to ask a bunch of questions back to back, but what would those, <laughs> what would those for you like, what were those amazing mixtapes that came out? What were those amazing singles that came out during that era of the board? Some of the best shit never came out. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it foggy with you. Some of the greatest shit still in the vault is in the vault. Like I got a record right now with Black, Wale, and Chris Brown. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Over that sample, like, uh, what's the Tupac from Juice shit? Uh-huh. That sample that they used in Juice. Man, I got a record right now called 1080, it's called 1087p. 1080p. Yeah. Okay. Tone P produced it. Tone P. Shit like this. Like, it's never hit even hit the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the shit that came out. Mm. No Secrets was that technically bored? No Secrets was amazing. Yeah, that was. That's. Yeah. No Secrets. Uh, I mean, we did, we did so much great shit though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right, right. 
like from from Black's uh, Now Project to yep. No Secrets to the Ambition album. Ambition. Ambition you know, was under the, the, during yes, the border. Yes, okay. yes, No Ambition, The Gifted. Like we did so much great shit. Like oh, shit. you know, it's hard. To, it's hard. Like some of the best. Uh, I will say that some of the best records never hit. Right. Hit the hit the hit the airwaves. If the know. if 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 the board we're still together today. Mm-hmm. What what would we be hearing coming from that whole outfit? You know, what type of impact will be taking place in the city at this point? Because we know the impact that y'all had on the city mm-hmm. when y'all were when y'all were together. Y'all mm-hmm. were like solid. Mm-hmm. But what kind of what type? What would the impact be? What would the sound like? What what would we be hearing? What would be coming from the board right now in twenty seventeen? Uh. That's hard to say because, you know, we were cause that, cause we were so inv- we were so advanced at no, that time. No, it's, there's nothing. There's no outfit. And if people hear this, it's probably sure they'd be mad at me for saying this and like, what, what, what drama I'm talking about? You don't know what talking about. There's there's like, and maybe I'm saying it's because I know y'all and I know the minds behind it. And I know y'all know y'all shit, but there's no nobody. No outfit together right now. Nobody was fucking with that could do what y'all do at this, even at this juncture. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know, I had a conversation with Greg the other day. We was uh, on a Ciroc, Ciroc boat ride, and we was talking about that. And we were so in front of, like, we didn't understand at that time what we were doing mm-hmm. because we were just doing it. We were doing everything that come natural. Like, even from the. Wale Attention Deficit album when he yeah. first came into our fold as a unit we were doing things the way we pushed that album that Interscope left to die right we didn't know how big of what we didn't know how important that was yeah. you know what i'm saying us doing taking a flip cam and filming shit and going in video music stores and talking to managers on camera and them telling us we don't have enough people coming in here for this album. Like, we didn't get, at the time, mm-hmm. that meant something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Rock Nation presented us with a situation. They was like, yo, uh, this album has a 300% sales increase. Mm-hmm. Just off the foot. Off of y'all doing No Days Off vlogs and just being a running no around off. doing shit. We just doing this shit. You remember those? Yeah, man. We were like, doing this shit bruh. for kicks and giggles. Yeah, I, we I, didn't know it meant something. We didn't even know it equipped it equal people really was going to buy yeah. the records. Yeah. We was doing this shit on a fucking flip fifty five dollar flip cam. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, the only hey son, tell him, hey, hey, bring the manager. Where the Wale albums? You know what I'm saying? We were going on when Twitter was when Twitter was first going up. Yeah. When Twitter was hey Wale, tell yeah. them motherfuckers right. you're gonna be at Fye out St. Charles right. Town Center Mall. You come, you on your way, right? And then everybody get there, and ain't no CDs for them to buy. Mm-hmm. And then we like telling the manager, "What's up?" Duh. We didn't know Applying that pressure. We didn't understand clear demand. Exactly, right. we didn't understand we were what we was doing at the time, but we learned it eventually. Mm-hmm. We we realized like, damn, we doing some innovative shit because then vlogs, vlogs that wasn't a word when we was doing it, right? Then vlogs started happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Different artists started That's doing vlogs, and mm-hmm. everybody wanted to tape shit. And we was just doing this shit just to s- stick it to the label. Right. We trying to f- interscope. Fuck y'all. 
y'all ain't, we know what y'all on. Right. You know what I'm saying? But we was trying to stick it to them. Right. We didn't really know we was creating something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I think like us at that time, if, if, if you know us, you know if 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 and when things possibly happen again, like I think because we've been so progressive in our mind states, progressive in how we listen to things and how we understand and how we cultivate, like you know, we don't touch. Y'all had everybody. Y'all had a y'all had a rack of people wanting to, to sign with y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. A rack of people. Yeah, I couldn't even go outside. A lot of times I couldn't go nowhere because I would get held up like people would leave to this day. Before we, because I feel like it's the conversation is about to take off. I feel like everybody always skips over the Mark Ronson era mm -hmm. of Wale. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to know from your experience of actually being in the mix, mm -hmm. like what was that era like? Were you involved in that yeah, to some yeah. degree and what did so it look like? Because I feel I, like that expanded his, I was his target audience's so base too. Mark. Mark grabbed him um, before he got with VOA. But Mark grabbed him. He was at Alito. Yeah, yeah. They had Alito. Mark and Rich Kleiman. Rich Kleiman, because it was uh, was EliteTaste.com, yeah, the blog. Yeah. That's what most of that yeah. shit was coming so, out uh, from. So Dan, yep. EliteTaste, which was Dan Wiseman. Dan Wiseman. That was yeah, his manager right, at right, the time. Right. So Mark and Rich signed him. And um, when Mark got him, Mark was also dealing with Amy Winehouse, Amy. producing records heavy. Um, and he got popping and mark is a he's a different kind of guy like mm -hmm. mark he goes off into space and so when he went off into space kind of left wale on the island right rich was you know still working with him but mark went back to europe interscope kind of got a little frustrated with mark not being because i think a part of mark's from what i understand a part of mark's um deal with interscope he had to produce a certain yeah. amount of records with Interscope artists, right. Gaga and you know Winehouse right. and everything. Right. So he kind of like went off and was doing his own thing back in the UK. And uh, I think Interscope's frustration with Mark, they tried to stick it to Wale, who mm. was his artist. Wale, which Wale, which, which, Wale which Wale led, talked about that which on the Breakfast to, Club, one of his yeah, first Breakfast Club Which led to him being under ship yeah, and you know, right. different things happening. But um, you know, but again, Mark walked them in that room, right. so, and Rich and they and, had some great music together. Yeah, and Rich and areas. Rich ended up, Rich ended up taking Mark over to, Rich ended up taking Wale over to, you know, S. Dot Carter Enterprises, which right. was, you know, what I'm saying, which would it turns into Rock Nation, right? So. So shout out to So Rich. there's a silver lining despite some of yeah, the political yeah, yeah. bullshit. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It's a still a silver lining. Shout out to Rich. I was just rich out with Rich so, and so, Oakland. So how long was the um the Board of Administrations run before people went their separate ways? We was about oh seven ish before Wale came into the fold. Oh seven on the party scene. Public Gardens and Lounge at Three and all that. I think it was about 07. Mm -hmm. All the way until when was like the Gifted album. Okay. Right after the Gifted album. Okay. I think when Tierra Thomas popped off mm -hmm. and you know, we was shit. going through all of that shit yeah. with that. Yeah, I think it was kind of around that time. So I want to say like 14. Yeah. Okay. 7 to 14. Okay. Solid ass. So, yeah. So at that point, what was your pivot? 
You know, I saw like, you know, was was funny because a lot of what was going on was internal. I kind of saw it coming. And um I had at, at that time I had I was ex- we had we had a, a big percentage of of a record that was number one at the time, about eight weeks on the charts, nine, ten weeks, mm-hmm. went double platinum for the company. We had uh, 20% publishing on the record. And so we kind of, I kind of saw like, all right, maybe trying to work it out, trying to be the middleman working things out, it wasn't really working. So I was like, you know what, I'm about to invest here, do this here. Because I don't really know how this is gonna play out, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And you know, we end up going through, you know, different people in business. You know, the business partners. So yeah. when one person go left, one person go right. Like if you in the middle, you just like, oh shit, yeah. what the fuck? Wow. So like people, you know, people was having differences, you know. And and then when you, when the money comes, when you get some real money, lawyers get involved yeah. and. All of that shit. So it was kind of like, so I kind of like, at that time, me and another homie of mine was already working on some fashion shit. And I kind of like dumped some, we we, we was like, all right, we going to figure out some things. And that's how Still Learning came about. Okay. That was my my next question. That was how Still Still Learning learning. came about. We got it. So, okay. Still Learning. Was it always Still Learning? Or was it was Anatomy Projects so first, right? It's still Anatomy Projects, okay, right? Okay, okay. So Anatomy Projects is the house. Still learning is one of the rooms. Right. The, okay. the, the, it's, one of the it's 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 the master suite in the house. By mm-hmm. the way, that's the still learning yeah. laundry bag that I got, which y'all need to sell that shit. Oh uh, yeah. We, I shouldn't have got that shit for free. Listen. And I'm telling you this. We're bring, listen, we're about y'all, y'all can sell people would buy them laundry bags. I get it every time I come if I go out in public with one it, the, somebody one of, one I of get the stopped. best bags carry carry bags. I get stopped at least 3 <laughs> or 4 times every time I'm out. They somebody stopping me like, yeah. Like I'm me. using that as my travel bag in New York tomorrow. Listen, somebody <laughs> always stops me and be like, "Where would you get that bag?" And I'm like, "Uh, I made it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, still, definitely. Still learning. It's still learning. one of the it's, rooms in the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, So, like, me, a, a part of mine who was, like, helping me get my nutrition and my getting it right, getting, trying to get in shape, you know what I'm saying? We was talking. We you were could, both in the family. Name the partner's name, man. My man, Alan Van Norden. We okay. use his name on the clothes because okay. he has the best name <laughs> of a black man I've ever heard. <laughs> good brother. We had a good conversation that y'all popped yeah. up that y'all did. Yeah, my man, Alan yeah. Van Norden. So, like, he had already been, so he's from the Bronx. So, But he had been in New York. Tra- he's a trainer, so he'd been training a lot of people, high-end people in the fabric fabric industry a lot of high-end people in fashion you know he's worked different uh fashion weeks and all that just doing being on some training shit so he always was in the graphic design and doing different things of that nature Mm -hmm. and i was always in the fashion because i was down here at the hobo shop learning how to do all of this shit so we was talking in the gym one day and we was like man let's try this and let's try that and let's see how it worked and we started working on it and then it came into a real thing you know what i'm saying so our first collection of pieces we did, you know, he ended up moving to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I was in, moving to L.A. And so I'm like, well, you got more space than me. 
Cause I, I got, you know, I had a loft. I'm like, you got more space than me. You gonna get? He got all the shipment in New Orleans, and that ended up being the best thing that ever happened to us because the city of New Orleans took to the brand crazy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we ended up that first year being carried in some of the best boutiques there. Uh, Solange and her boutique took to us, mm. and it was kind of like <coughs> lit. After and that. I was you glad to see all that because you know, this is something that I realized just you know in the in the in the, the, the travels that I've done recently. You know, a lot of times if you on the coast, you don't think about, you think that everybody outside the coast ain't as cultured and hip as you. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw, not only that you were working with Allen, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And y'all had this going on in New Orleans. And it's just like, New Orleans is popping. Like, you getting all these accounts down there, all mm -hmm. of that. And I'm just like, damn, I need to go to New Orleans. Like, cause it's yeah. just, you thinking like, oh, New Orleans, they just, you know, Bourbon Street and country as fuck. They yeah. don't know, but like, they hip. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. They had a whole wave. Like, I had a, uh, I had a good friend that used to be up here. He used to manage Layla, my man, Ed. Mm -hmm. Ed was a part owner of a spot called refresh down there at the time so when i first went down there you know he made sure refresh was fucking with what we was doing and even though he sold his portion of refresh but like that shit carried over you know what i'm saying just having somebody like i'm fucking with what they doing you know and then uh alan meeting a girl who he was he was working at a gym at the time mm -hmm. the girl he asked the girl to shoot some product you know what I'm saying? She shot the product. He's like, look, I can't even really pay you, but if you like it, fuck with it. You know, it's yours. And she happened to be one of Solange homegirls. You know what I'm saying? So, like, all of these things factor in. Then we get one of our first storefronts at Friend Nola, which is now next is attached to the Ace Hotel down there. Mm -hmm. So, like, we started, all these things started happening, and all these bridges started getting, you know what I'm saying, built. And it was like, all right, and, and things started happening real organically. You know what I'm saying? But it wouldn't have been like that had he still been in Baltimore. or You know what I'm saying? Like, it took for him to have to reroute, him and his wife rerouting mm -hmm. for us to get these type of things going on. Now he's doing all types of things, and, and we all, like, moving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got to think. We got, you know, we be in no Soho next weekend. Aglet, Italy. Noho. Noho, I'm sorry. <laughs> we be in Noho. Noho. We be in Noho, man. We coming next weekend, man. Shout, shout out Star shout over out to there Star, at Aglet. Man. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Okay, so from still learning, then we bring it we, we bring it back home. Mm -hmm. You link up with Bird, mm -hmm. Angela Bird. She hey. used to be called Angela. Mm. But Angela Bird, for people who don't know. Bird. Made in the DMV. Yeah. Taking it back to where we started in the very beginning. Yes. You are a product of the DMV. Yes. She greatly embraces the DMV. Yes. You know what I mean? So, made in the DMV. Talk about that. So, me and Bird, years ago, we had a mutual friend that passed away. And that's crazy how I meet people through that. Because me and Wale, I, we got close to a mutual friend who he raps out. If you listen to DC or Nothing or Ambition album, mm -hmm. he raps about Saeed and Listen. That was my best friend. Mm. And so me and Bird had a mutual friend, Andrea, who passed away. And we knew each other from the U Street scene, you know what I'm saying, the pure nightclub and all the rap shit. 
But at the funeral, something just look. We just looked at each other. And we was just like, look, we need to something. We just need to. I see you. You see me. We need to fuck with each other more. Bird ends up after the board gets started. Bird ends up coming in, running everything media. So when you saw Black and Trail on the sit on on the post weekend the section, Bird. When you seen them all over the blog. Bird, when you seen Sasha, Tierra Thomas, whatever the fuck they was doing media wise, Bird ran that shit. I'm glad you said because a lot of people don't realize how instrumental Bird was. Bird within, was within the, the media, like yeah. Bird media wise handled everything mm -hmm. for BOA. Mm -hmm. She was, you know, because she was a writer. Mm -hmm. You know, she wrote for the blog, she wrote for these persons, she wrote for this publication, she worked with these publications. She was the one that she was the liaison that took us from just being some niggas running around the city with sweatshirts and shit on right. to like making us legit or organization. These, yeah, right. she made us legit yeah. in these different spots. You know, we didn't understand. She was doing all that shit. Sometimes you need a woman in in the mix to to make Facts. it happen. Yeah, so she was she was making us Facts. legit in all of these spaces. So like. We always had a good working relationship. We were butt heads, but we would laugh at it a day or two later. You know what I'm saying? But when she, um, so when she was launching Made in DMV, she was doing her first conference, and she reached out to me. I was in LA. I was I came back, and I was like, whatever you need. You know what I'm saying? Because you did, you know, she did so much. But I believe when she was telling me about how what she her vision for Made in DMV, mm -hmm. like I I I was a hundred percent with it. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to get in. Like I was like, well, look, I want to be a partner in this. Like I see what this can be 20, 15, 20 years from now. This can be like bigger than what you're even saying right now. So I was like, you know, right. let me get in on it. The current model of Made in DMV, what is the vision of that? Like this first Made in DMV is basically people like us who been uh, able to travel, been able to go different places and, and have footprints for different places and learn different things of the industry, whether it's entertainment, whether it's any music entertainment, sports entertainment, anything, business. We try to take those things we learn, those things we got, have, those outlets we have, and we try to bring them here right. for people. Right. So we do things like, okay, Bird, you fuck with Rob Markman. Right. All right, Bird, listen. Let's bring Rob down here. Let's have a show and let him judge some talent and right. get some real feedback and fuck with some real talent. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. And let's see what happens with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Which would lead to Rob talking about Big Flock on his social media. I right. fuck with Big Flock. Right. That nigga dope. You know what I'm saying? Let's go to Richmond and engine. get B-Dot from Rap Radar, from Rap Radar. Yeah. and let's do a show with him and let him be down here and giving people real like, you know, woo woo woo. And yeah, face to face interaction. Yeah, and him yeah. fucking with Tay from CBE. Right, mm -hmm. right. And really like, nah, he the winner tonight. I like this motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? So it's about us like trying to take what we've uh, been able to accumulate and like bringing it here right. to like get people to understand the industry because at the end of the day, we still babies here. You know what I'm saying? It's not, you know, Wale's been on, what, 07, yeah. 6, 07, 08? So, like, it's still fairly new. Right. But we wanted to be able to just make things tangible. Like, we when Rob came here, we had Rob over at Kelly Miller in the hood yeah. doing vision boards with kids. 
You know what I'm saying? Like little things like that, bringing upscale Vandal down here. Even more recently, y'all had upscale Vandal down here. We brought upscale Vandal to Berry Farms to talk to people about fashion, like do certain things like that. That people like it's not about. We'll spend our own money just to do this shit. Right. It's not really about you know, but we just want to create experience that certain people gonna be like. To strengthen, so-and-so to strengthen was and grow the, the, the culture. Yeah, so and so was it. We need more engines. Yeah, city. so it's like you gotta like. We didn't. I know I didn't understand the possibilities because I was just out here doing whatever I was doing. But now that I I, I see it, I want to be able. I want the next group to be able to touch it, so they can be like, oh, I can do this. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. having a panel with Ducky from Major. Who was a fucking uh, uh, immigrant here? You know what I'm saying. Having Greg, who's from Parkchester, who 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 has a museum now. Having Stokey from Baltimore, who's Phil runs marketing at Shoe City, who's a felon. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Having Mike Upscale Vandal, who was a felon, who's doing all type of lit ass shit in fashion. Having them on one stage talking to people at Barry Farms in the hood. Uh, that's what it's yeah, about yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Whatever we can touch, whatever we can do, it's like this is what it's about. Yeah. We going we want this to happen. We want these people to be able to understand like, yo, this shit possible. Right. You know what I'm saying? These motherfuckers got stories. Mm-hmm. And these motherfuckers is doing what they doing. We want that shit to be like a, a thing where people will be like, "All right. I'm gonna leave out of here. I'm gonna go do this." Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's like that's the main thing with made in DV. It's like, you know, of course, we not no nonprofit. Bird always makes sure I say that we ain't a nonprofit. Right. You know what I'm saying? We want to make money, yeah. but at the same time, we want to make people realize. Right. You know what I'm saying? That it's rooted shit in something is possible. real. Yeah, yeah. Shit is possible. So let me let me let, let me go into my next question mm-hmm. for this. So this might be a loaded question. On it. What would you say DC's most valuable creative asset is? Is it music, fashion, mm. art? That's a great question. Art as in visual Ooh. art. Okay, hold up. No, let's pause. Let's, 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 we'll, no, 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 no. Let's do this one first. Let's do this one first. Because cause that, that I'm, everybody's like, sign and shit. So <laughs> how about this? Nightlife, music, fashion in DC. Let's talk about the wins, losses, Impact and its influences is that is that a little easier for you? And we can segue into the, into the the next the, the previous. Uh, one. You know, I mean, nightlife is nightlife. Like everybody, people love DC nightlife mm. everywhere. Mm. I've been to a lot of places. Cause you and I, we've talked about this before. Yeah. People fuck with DC nightlife. Mm. Um, one because people line is starstruck as any other city here, but I think a lot of that also has to do with the inner city, the inner culture of the city is a go-go city still. Yeah. But DC, but DC's become has become more Hollywood now though. Yeah. But the core of it is still they still who they are. Mm-hmm. It's still like But how much of that core still exists we're, on a on a day-to-day regular basis? I think outside of the go-go circus circuit and bliss and barcode I think a lot of that still is like, because the, the main spots, which are those places, Bliss, Barco, Capital, you know, a lot of them places, no matter who's here, 
they still like, uh, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? So I think that attracts a lot of people because they know they're not going to get a whole lot of headache when they get here. Mm-hmm. So, like, the nightlife is still cool. I think it's still, a, like, a good situation. I would, I, I would love to see more of, well, I would love to see more of people from here taking control of the nightlife. Um, it's still a little bit. It's still some that's here, but I would love to see us owning more of the nightlife, not just promoting it, right. owning it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I think it all it all runs hand in hand. You know what I'm saying? I think it all is like a they all segue into each other. Mm-hmm. If you understand what I'm saying, like they the all like music and fashion. Yeah, they all you know. But fashion even now. But considering like fashion in DC is very different. From what fashion used to be back in the day. The nightlife people aren't in tune to what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of people like it took a it took a while for like that Will the Rapper record to get lit for real. Right. Yeah, we good. Yeah. It took a while for that Will the Rapper record to get lit. Right. It's still you still still, still you still can't go in the club and hear Big Flop. No. And he lit. But I mean you know what I'm saying? Locked up and all that shit. But even before that, that even before that, right. when he facts, was at his, facts. I had to find you, out for my little brother about Thrax and all that. Yeah, shit, like you know so, saying? it was still like, and it wasn't for before. Real? Yeah, and it and it yeah. wasn't even with the Thrax record. Yeah. It wasn't until they sold the record yeah. to trade songs right, right. in Atlantic that you was. You know what I'm saying? You got so, any type of so a lot of shit like it still ain't. It still ain't embracing what's here already. Right. You know what I'm saying? A lot of nightlife hasn't embraced what's yeah. here, you what's going on here. Be, I don't know if it's not to, to niggas doing the research. I don't know if the venue owners is just like, yo, chill the fuck out. I don't know how it works, but a lot of the nightlife hasn't embraced what's lit Bruh, here. They don't even play crew <laughs> enough, yo. Man, like, what? <laughs> which like, is why crazy. Has it, why which has is it crazy. Crew? And like, I know this, like, I know this, and I don't even go to clubs, and I know crew ain't like, what? I, you know how I know oh, it's nigga. not the wave? It's not the wave like it should be because it took for when I remember like last week, Sunny in the City, she posted a, a a video on Twitter of just like the club going crazy. To crew. To crew. She now, was at Saks. It was probably Goldling birthday that now, night. Now if it, if this yeah, was like if, if, if crew was getting regular regular play yeah. in clubs, you know, that wouldn't have been such a big deal. Exactly. You, know? you see right. what I'm saying? Yeah, like and that's they played like it at crew, Broccoli City once, like, and it, the whole shit was. Yeah. It's, it's, and for this to be a record that people across the country are talking about, Dog. you know, I mean, and it's still not that's getting that, that, that three that local. You know what I'm saying? Even though Brent Fez is from Baltimore, you know what I'm saying? Hey, we'll take that. That nigga, that is fire. Bro. That nigga's no, fire. That nigga's fire. Dog. <laughs> that nigga's fire. What's that? Bro. Paradox AM. Uh, yeah, What's the name of his shit on SoundCloud? AM Paradox, Paradox. Yeah. nigga, Dog, what? Have you fucked with his shit from Saunders? This nigga's like Miguel. Have you fucked with his group shit though? I, I ain't fuck. I, I haven't heard his group shit. I just heard his solo shit. So the solo shit is fire, right? That nigga's fire. But then he's part of a group. It's like him. Yeah, and like I two heard producers about producers called yeah. Saunders, nigga. That shit. That nigga's amazing. That takes it to a different level too. Man. Like uh-huh. I say, we got so much fucking. Talent that's what I'm saying. But so that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like the people aren't. It's like nobody feels like they have a duty to go and seek these things out and make it what it is because everybody's just trying to make an industry instead of 
creating piece by piece. And that goes back to what I said before. Like DC is Hollywood now. DC DC is Hollywood now, and like it's it's hard. I speak for me. It's hard for me coming being a, being from the, a generation and coming up in a time when DC was a Hollywood and still remembering that and just being brought up around that and still having those those principles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then seeing this now is just like, okay, I know you have to play the game and when you decide to be industry in whatever industry you decide to go into. Mm-hmm. But I think that more leadway could be made if not so many people, there's a lot of people that's from here who have decided like, I'm gonna be industry too. I'm gonna be Hollywood too, mm-hmm. and that's 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 fucking up. That's fucking up the the. the I motion. think I think a lot of that is because it's still a split. It's still like, you know, nobody. It's still a, a division between this side, this culture, and that culture. It's like it's like this side and that. What you mean, like? So I still feel like street shit and backpack shit. So like. You know the, the 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 it's so many different eras. So it's like the hipster, hipster backpack yeah. It's yeah. world. It's the urban go go world still, and then it's the club Hollywood shit. And it's the conscious, and, yeah. So it's like it's shit. a lot of the, it's still a lot of division because you think about it, how many motherfuckers that you see at that go to Capital Thursday to see back do you see in the club? Right. Like in like the club club like that's not bliss barcode that's not them joints mm-hmm. like so so like the lanes haven't merged yet it's yeah. still like people like okay I'm over here we gonna do this this mm-hmm. I move then this that move and this that move so like so when you come to the spots that they bring you know celebrities to who gonna hold it down for crew right. who gonna hold it down to play flock. Right. Who gonna hold it down right. to play water? Who gonna hold it down to play the niggas that's lit? Who gonna do it? Or because Rico nasty shit. Yeah, Rico like, nasty. Oh, like who gonna hold it down oh, to do it when these uh, motherfuckers is here? So Rico nasty. Like, cause I'm always looking for like you know women rappers who's like popping who can rap. She got it. Like her song. What what what's uh, uh once upon I, Carly, a time? Uh, mm-hmm. The shit off her new her like the yeah. first track, like. I heard that I was like, oh, Slim, like she she got, she got it. it. She got and, like, it. And like I already said that about her before, but like but with got that, the, she got the package. The yeah. And I'm just like, even too. on some like new young rap talent right. shit, you know, whatever the, the newer generations, like, it's just like, I don't know, however she was raised with like her pedigree, none of that. But like I'm just like, ah, she got it. She mm-hmm. got it. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like it, it's like who gonna hold it down for that right. though. Right. You know what I'm saying? We need people. No matter where they are and what sector of the shit, they gotta hold that shit down. Right, so this right. basic- we gotta get the operations right. We gotta get gotta infrastructure. Get we need more infrastructure. Exactly. It can't just be it can't just be made in a, in a DMV. It has to be a lot, a yeah. few more other fundamental pieces. Yeah, it has to be doing. people who understand. Like, look, this is what the deal is. We this is what's going on. Right. These are the wherever you are, you need to make sure. Boom, boom, boom. Play this. Play right. that. Like, if right. so-and-so is here, play that shit for them. Right. So, basically, you just answered my the other question of what DC's most valuable creative asset is, and that's music. 
It's music. You know, um, even not to say that, you know, fashion and art isn't valuable, but music is definitely its most valuable asset. And this might be the the cheap way out, but I feel like its most creative asset is its people. I mean, you look at the people in this room, like you, like you delved not only in fashion, but music. Like we have people who can transcend one particular lane and mm -hmm. be successful mm -hmm. in multiple creative endeavors like mm -hmm. and f also find ways to mesh them together yeah you know like now, I, I i personally have done whenever i get a chance i i make it all happen i'm gonna bring up whoever because when i've sat in meetings and i've worked with the top executives of different labels as a consultant to this day and I remember when Mike Karen signed Kevin Gates. Yeah. I was in the same, we were talking, and I'm introducing him to Glizzy at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he like, damn. Right. He's showing me different little analytics shits he do to, to look at motherfuckers. He's like, God damn, he put his name in. He's like, oh, this motherfucker's really something in DC. I'm like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, it takes for people who are gonna be get, come out of themselves. Right to be like, look, it's about where, this is about this whole collective. Right. It ain't about me. You know what I'm saying? So like me introducing different things to him and introducing different things to different people, like whether it's a fashion brand, I don't give a fuck. If right. I'm in New York, oh, what's, what niggas doing in DC? Oh, yeah. Eat Brand is lit here. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to tell you about oh, that yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Look this shit up. You know, right. woo, woo, woo. Right. And do right. da, da, da. Like, I'm going to give you the full spectrum because I need you to understand when you come here, this is what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If it's Diet Starts Monday, if it's whatever, right. if it's Premium Code, whatever we doing here, right. nigga got to know right. if you come, if it's coming through me. Right. You social get currency. This, you're you dealing out social, social currency. currency. It's the full spectrum right. of what we doing here. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So it's got to take more people that's going to be like that if you have the reach. Right. Now, if you don't have the reach, I get it. Right. But no, if you have the reach... Everybody still has a role to play. If you have the reach, capacity, just yes. play your role yeah. Yeah. and just right. do what you people can do. Got, exactly. People got reach, but I think we just have to worry. We have to be more concerned with bigging up, like you just said, bigging up what is worth talking about exactly. that's coming out of here versus us worrying about, you know... How we gonna make our next dollar and making sure that don't nobody take from our pot? Yeah, and all of that. Right. exactly. You know I mean? it's like, just like it's just like first off, DC proper is too small, and number two, there's so much money coming into the city, and there's so many eyes on the city. You look, just worry about talk, making sure that what you're doing is super dope, and if everybody worried about making something super dope. That's going to get more looks and more money exactly. on the city. And it's more money going to everybody's everybody pocket. Everybody comes through. Because like, yeah. for the same reason that so many people, and how we was just talking about earlier, yeah. uh, for the same reason so many people look to other cities, more settled cities within, you know, arts and entertainment. You know what I mean? Like, the same could happen here. Yeah, we we they, they had a head start. But we can get there more quickly if we just get stop focusing on the wrong shit stop focusing on like yeah how can i we gotta sure get I'm out good? our own way exactly get out our own way you know what i mean mm -hmm. so okay following you on twitter i consider you to be a trap music enthusiast love it <laughs> he, that's what i know like he yeah. he's a trap music enthusiast. like that's he know music but he leave it to him reek always gonna shout out you know the hottest in trap 
whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, what, what, what's, what's Reek talk about now? First, who's the godfather of the trap music? The godfather. Who's who? Because who do you, who do you credit? Do you credit Tip? Okay. Tip coined the phrase. Yeah, the album. Tip coined the phrase. Okay. Jeezy took it to another level. Jeezy. What about Gucci? How was Gucci's role in that? And then Gucci is carrying. He, Duke, Gucci took it from Jeezy, and he's carried it right, to right, them. Right, All right, right, so I'm gonna be devil's and birthed adv- a lot of kids. Yeah. I'm gonna be devil's <laughs> advocate. So, just considering just like the the subject matter of a lot of trap music, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Now, what it's evolved into from those guys y'all just named Gucci, Ti, Jeezy. Mm-hmm. Would y'all say that? A group like uh, a, a, a whole collective like Three Six Mafia, you know, hypnotized minds had a role in trap music whatsoever. I feel like sound wise, they definitely yeah. did. Okay, they did. You know, what I'm saying they they didn't call it that, but sound wise, them. I mean, that's why Juicy J is still able to ball and G. You know what I'm saying? He's able to ride that way. UGK, like all of them were the influences mm-hmm. of the guys who turned. Right. I mean, they weren't necessarily outlining like yeah. trap operations the yeah. way they weren't. Right. Yeah. Right. They weren't, they weren't going were. into the day to day, but the sound, the sound, yeah, they were the ones cultivating the sound. Yeah. Okay, you know okay. what I'm saying? Ball and G. And, oh, hey, Ball and JG. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. three six and UGK, like they and all, Troy, Pastor Troy, Troy, like they all help cultivate the sound of it. Mm. They mustn't, they made, they didn't necessarily. DSGB. Break, yeah, exactly, that? DSGB. Yeah. They didn't break down the intricacies of hustling, selling yeah. drugs in the trap, but the soundtrack. It was a predecessor wave. Yeah. They were instrumental on the sound that came out. Yeah. I was, I was the it, cause Lil like, John was still, was popping around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, nobody, don't nobody ever mention Hypnotized minds in the in the trap in the right. trap yeah. origin conversation, right. mm-hmm. you know. But um, because then you would credit Juicy as not only an artist, that, as a prede- predecessor, but also producer. Yeah, absolutely, right. absolutely. Like I mean, him Crazy. him coming along next to G- DJ Paul, like out the gate, they was producing. Fact. Yeah, you know what I mean. Fact. They was producing. Fact. So, who's some of uh, DC's best young rap talent in, in, in the trap circuit? In the trap circuit. Yeah. Cause I I learned about um what's his name I learned about HD Mikey from you yeah so you got Mikey, who's one of my favorites, of course you got, you know Flock, mm-hmm. you got Lil Dude I love I I really like the dude. dude he was on the Golden he was on the Golden Gown right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lil Dude um who else you got it it was a, it was one cat I think his name is YC but he got murdered mm-hmm. he okay. was dope um course you know I, I uh, the, the the kings of it to me is still the glizzy and trail you know what i'm saying i mean we know they, that but they you the, know they the, you got, they the big ear, dog. You got right. your ear to the streets let me i gotta always shout them out because i work with both of them so mm-hmm. glizzy and trail free trail you know what i'm saying glizzy and trail it w- was the fathers of it you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. here but um who else do i really yeah, really I uh I like Rambo, he, free Rambo. Rambo from out Alexandria, Virginia. Mm-hmm. He from the he from that shit out there in Virginia, from the mm-hmm. hood out there. Mm-hmm. He's another monster. I hope he get out soon. Uh, who else we got? Uh, in the trap world. What about outside of trap, but just DC DC artists in general? Um, I mean, it's so many. Yeah, you know, it's a lot. 
You fuck with like the I uh, I love like I I'm a big LeQuint fan. LeQuint okay. from Maryland. Yeah. I'm a big fan of him. I'm a big oh speaking of the trap world, let's go up to Baltimore. YBS Scola, YBS love Scola. him. YBS Scola. <laughs> he put out a joint. Like, I'm a fan of him. Yeah, yeah like a, almost like a like a, a West Coast kind of I, easy listen, bounce to it that I was like. Oh, I shit, fucks with YBS Scola real heavy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That nigga's dope. I was a biggest fan of Lord Scooter. Rest Lord, in peace. Rest I was a really big fan of Lord Scooter. Um, you know, I be out there in Baltimore, so you know that's you know, but um. I fuck with them. Uh, who else do I like? Uh, it's rap wise. It's a oh, it's a group that's about to come up called the Swim Club. Mm-hmm. Official Swim Club on SoundCloud. Okay. Fairly new. I heard some of they shit. They about to drop a tape that's amazing. Um, who else do I like? I like the Neck Music Movement. Uh, I'm not sure if y'all familiar with Neck Music, mm-hmm. but Neck Music is a producer that I work with named CZ. He's worked with uh, Black, he's worked with Wale, he's worked with Stally. So he got a movement of cats in the area. Cola G, he's dope as fuck. He talk about real like pimping shit all mm-hmm. the time. He like a he like this area is too short. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Fuck with too short, <laughs> yeah, man. he like this area is too short. He dope. I like uh, Milf. Line formation. Yeah. It's these dudes called MILF. They fucking crazy. I've heard about them. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. They fucking dope as shit. Um, who else I fuck with? Uh oh, the Cousteau gang. Mm-hmm. The Cousteau gang. Oh, I'm a hip. fan of them motherfuckers. J and L. Chef and yeah. Jay Cousteau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that nigga was incredible. My homework, man. Listen, Cousteau gang, the duck niggas from over Trinidad, man. The yeah. Cousteau gang, I'm a fan of them. I know, I know Jay. Yeah. I fuck people. with Jay. I yeah. fuck with Chef. Them niggas dope as shit. You know what I'm saying? They drop the crazy Makes visuals. Feel good. I know somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They drop the crazy visuals all the time. I fucks. I fucks with them. Right. Like them niggas dope as shit. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to CBE man. I love CBE. What CBE doing? Tay and them. You know what I'm saying? And another nigga I really like too. Three O Black. Three O Black. Three O Black. That nigga dope black. as shit too. I fuck with him on that trap wave. I think he ja like gonna be the next nigga, yeah. With the trap wave, like he he kind of like I seen some footage. He 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 uh, big fella, fast big fella sent me some footage of him. Shout out Fats, shout out Fats. Fats Fats sent me some footage of uh, three old black. He was performing at the Ugly God uh, show. That was at the. Was yeah, that at the I've heard, heard about this the ugly guy. Yeah. And he was like, hit. that shit was crazy. They went nuts for Three yeah. O Black out there. Like he was doing that. They they put the Gleesh walk on. And, you know oh, that's his little dance, the leg and walk. We didn't and, even mention Gleesh. Man, man but Gleesh is already. Gleesh is, I didn't yeah, think he, I. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Gleesh, yeah, first of all, he's permeated. He back. He back. He back. You know what I'm saying? Gleesh back. Like, look up Gleesh walk and that pune jump. Yeah, the video was fire too, man. He look two three days in. He a million views. Yeah, and you right, real crazy, right, right. like yeah, yeah. Gleesh back, Liddy yeah. out here. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Gleesh, man. I've been a fan of him since well, I've been a fan shit, of him for a long for a minute, time. Yeah. Fuck with that nigga. Once, once I heard water, yeah, that nigga. shit changed. Like nigga, <laughs> Gleesh lit. Like I fucks with Gleesh. Gleesh dope as shit. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, a lot of people I know, like we just were talking about earlier. A lot of people just are not focused on the right thing. They're focused mm-hmm. on the wrong shit. What would happen in D.C. creatively, all around, if if 
especially with regards to the black community, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, in, in, in the creative world, what would happen if everybody wasn't in their feelings? Because it mm-hmm. seems like a lot of people in their feelings and they operate from a place of emotion versus just like a place of like good work, you, you, if we, great if people, output. If people weren't, the feelings weren't involved, you would have more collaborations. Mm-hmm. We don't, I think one of the things that hurts us the most is we don't have enough collabs. Mm-hmm. Artists, creatives, whatever you can think of that's moving around, it's not enough collaborative work being done. Mm -hmm. So I think if the feelings and the the pride and shit like that weren't in the way, we would have a lot of dope-ass collaborations. You know, because everybody ain't seen the financial gain they don't understand that collaborations speed up the financial It's a multiplier game. effect. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so since this man might not be getting the right about this amount of money, this man might be, or he not, and he not, but they don't understand if y'all come together, y'all can change y'all right. financial situation. Right. You make the right record. So like, I think a lot of people don't, we don't benefit from the financial aspect because it's not a lot of collabs going on. Mm-hmm. We don't collab enough here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I've been in spaces in Atlanta and these different cities where nigga might not even fuck with each other, right. but his record, that's your shit? Right. That shit, send me that. But you know what? I, <laughs> you know better than I do, but I feel like you, you look at Atlanta, you even look at Chicago, like, the producers are like the nucleus mm-hmm. of kind of like to foster these collaborations because everybody want to fuck with Metro, everybody want to fuck with Mike mm-hmm. Boy, everybody want to fuck with London. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you know, you, there's only but so many studios in the city that you got to run into each other. You got to be cool. You know what I'm saying? If you really mm-hmm. want to pop off, you know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. feel like so I feel like we need to maybe even just redesign or rethink how we're gonna kind of you know let this new DC wave pop off and like kind of center it or, or found it on a different group mm-hmm. of the music process, like the producers instead of the artists. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's true because I think, uh, and there's some producers that's coming up right now that have their footprints in everybody. Right. And behind the scenes, I work with a couple of them and they all trying to figure out how they going to do that. Yeah. To do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's through tapes, right. whether it's through, you know, them individually doing tapes of their own. Right. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they're they trying to figure it out. Shout out to my little nigga, Supersonic Will. Shout out to Clip. Like, these CZ, like, these, they trying to figure it out how they are in that mix. Right. And they want to do those things. How do you create And that, I like, think the artist going to, like, have to get with it. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They're going to get with it because, you know, when the producer's lit, it's right. like, oh, oh. Oh, I, I'm. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. If I want to get some love, I need to get with this nigga. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. A couple more questions for you. Um, man, what happened? Like, like, Tabby. Like, we had, we had a. No, well, we had a crazy. We had a crazy new. Man, and then Tabby, we had Tabby and real estate money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he like went six west. shooters shooting shit. Like you know, what I'm Tabby saying? went west. He never right was over. Like I'm a west. Yeah, he started I'm fucking with like Murs and shit. Doing yeah, all this, yeah. Dude, yeah. Tabby fucks. You know, he does his thing though. You know, yeah. What I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But he does it. He's super independent. Mm-hmm. He ain't doing nothing outside of that. True. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Tabby's a cool guy. You recording by the way. Cool guy. Yeah. All right, so we back. Had to take a uh, 
I had to take a pause drink. for the cause. Had to take a drink, champs. Uh, pause. <laughs> pause for the cause. Um, how do you how do you view or even value your influence? Because you're definitely quite influential. You know what? I never think about it. I ain't gonna lie. Most people who I ask that question, they're just like, I never think about it. I'm I'm just a guy out here doing stuff. Yeah, like I <laughs> I just always feel like my heart is always in the right place. So anything I do, any jewels I give to somebody, anybody I grab and I try to direct them in a certain way, I just feel like that's what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So like, I ain't gonna lie, I cringe when I hear like these, I am in these, with these corporations and these big companies and they be like, influence or influence or influence or influence. I be like, dog, shut that shit the fuck up. Like, I hate that word. Like. Right. It drives me crazy. It's a new word. It's like, remember when tastemaker was the thing to be? Mm-hmm. Influencer <laughs> is the new one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Influencer is yeah. the new tastemaker. And like the corporate world, they like, are that's their thing. Right. Influencers. and like Influencer doesn't even, isn't like, autocorrect don't even come up for influencer no more. <laughs> it's just like, oh, it's a word now. Yeah. Yeah. It's an actual word now. Okay. So I'm like, I'm kind of like over it. Like, I just... Do what you do. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that you do, do the shit. Mm-hmm. Do it to the best of your abilities and, and try to inspire who you can inspire. Try to try to bring up who you can bring up. Try to make whatever you can make out of that situation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Fuck the title. Fuck that, all that shit. Like, just do what you do. If you into music and you like dope shit, tell another motherfucker about some dope shit. Right, right. That's just how I feel. Much. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I tell people all the time. Like uh, 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 I was, you know, I was, you know, I uh, worked with Craig Coleman, who's CEO of Atlantic, for a while, right? Mm. As a consultant, and he was like, well, "How do you mean?" I'm like, "Man, I be around a bunch of dope people that like dope ass music, so like we share it with each other. Right. It's just that simple, right? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, uh, or if I meet a dope artist." Nine times out of ten, he gonna put me onto another dope right, artist, right. and that dope artist is gonna put me onto another dope right, artist. Right. Just follow the stream. It's not really odd. Yeah, yeah. Like we all just it's we in this shit. Co- yeah. So like, I don't. I I I understand that I have it, but I understand also that the responsibility of it. So I understand if you have influence in any realm. Especially if it gets the attention of the next generation, what to do with it. Okay. So that's why I love the fact how we do these things with Made in DMV. Like, I understand we can call the Upscale Van or we can call B Dot and these people to come and be a part of shit. I can call Kevin Durant and I can call Wale and all these people to come do things with the next generation because I understand that's my influence. But this is going to be how I'm going to let you know. Like, yes, this is what, you, know, you need to take certain steps. You know what I'm saying? I, out, of, out of love, I'm letting you know, like, nobody was doing that for me. But I'm going to do that for you because mm-hmm. I understand I was put in these positions around these certain people for some reason. And one of those things is always giving that, these things and, and sharing these experiences that I've been blessed to be a part of with the people who sitting in their room thinking like, I don't, I don't think that could happen. Nah, it can happen. I did this shit. You know what I'm saying? So I think 
understanding it and, and, and manifesting it to people under you or who, who are on their way up, I think that's the most important part of it. Like, it ain't about trying to look sweet. You know what I'm saying? It's really about giving that shit back. Are you enjoying this part of the journey? I'm enjoying it. You know, the journey is amazing. Like, the journey is amazing. I, <laughs> a lot of people don't embrace the journey. The journey is amazing. Listen, I'm one of them. I'm guilty of not embracing the journey, but I'm working on it. The journey, I am a work in progress. Listen, no, we all are. You know, because it's been times where I was, like, so frustrated at shit not going how I thought it should go. And then I was realizing, like, but damn, you know, it took my man Osanachi, man, shout out to Osanachi. It took Osanachi sometimes sitting me down, like, dog, do you know what you did, though? Like, do you understand some of the things you've been a part of and, and, and helped and da 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 da? And I was like, nah, because it didn't happen. It didn't end the way I thought it would and what should end. He was like, nah. You gotta realize these are part of your step. Like, this is your this is your journey. You have to embrace that shit. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't for somebody close to me saying that that I understood. I was like, damn. And I sat and looked back at certain things, and I was like, damn, I did do that. I was here. I did go overseas, and I did do this. Like, I'm thinking about all these things from a perspective of somebody growing up in the city and the surrounding areas like damn i did i did that i, I was here and i i can't i can call this person mm -hmm. that people look at on tv i can this i can be like yo i'm on my way they're gonna open a door like this is all right this is different mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's not even though i you know if you don't be feeling like oh i should be here i should be this far along or i should be that far along the fact that I can do certain things at any given time is like, oh, this is what he meant. He means, like, you got to be really appreciative of the fact that the spaces you're in, everybody can't get into. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Nah. Everybody can't get into it. And I had, to, I had to take that, and I sat back, and from that day on, I was like, I've been having a big-ass smile on my face. I ain't going to lie. So what's next for Reek? What's next for Reek? Listen, I'm thinking, I, I've been really, you know, I, I, I've i started doing the blog thing. Just, you know, just blogging experiences. Um, that's been going pretty good. Uh, I've been dibbling, dabbling with sports management with some 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 some, some guys that I, that have taken to me. Um, being as though I've been able to be in that sports world with uh, KD and just seeing how things work behind the scenes with that. Yeah. And um, I'm still working with music. Like music what got me here mm -hmm. at the end of the day. I can't never act like music, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I've one of my proudest moments, I, I first of all, I just dropped another Black Cobain tape, mm -hmm. which is going crazy. And then I, I was just glad to hear that. I'm 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 all, I'm always glad to know Black's still out here. Yeah, Black. Uh, he, he's actually in town for the weekend, but you know Black is you know holds it down for me in LA when I'm out there. And I was super proud of I just dropped another Miss Sasha video. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah, she we dropped a video on Biggie's birthday, mm. 
which would which she flipped a biggie record suicidal thoughts the video's crazy shout out to jay gregory he shot the joint okay. you know what i'm saying so like things like that excite me you know what i'm saying and um you know i'm working with some different acts i'm like i said i, I i've got some 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 producers i'm working with and, and cz and supersonic will and you know I was, me and osanachi we still doing things so like the music still lights my fire because I'm a fan, like music helps me get through the day. So that's that's always a big thing. And then we're made in the DMV. We got some big partnerships. We're about to announce that we've been, you know, DC, shout out to Miss Wendy Glenn over there at Berry Farms. She has made sure that because we've always come into Ward 8, Ward 7, and we put up our own money. We've we've we just done what we can do because of our love. They, she has really been making sure that the D.C. government has is going to return a lot of the favors tenfold for what we've done. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have some... Y'all showing, showing love to a side of town that, that don't get no love. don't get no love. That yeah. don't get no love. So we've been, we, we've been working on some things that's going to come to fruition uh, over the summer. I'm super excited about that. Um, and also musically, I work with Stally. Uh, that's one of my, that's one of one of my greatest one of a great friend of mine. I w I had to do some work in his hometown while I was in Ohio. Maslin. Okay. Maslin. <laughs> All right. So and I. I'm glad that man made it because Maslin. No, no distance to your hometown, Stally, but Maslin. Yes, I'm glad you made it. Yeah. I'm glad you made it, brother. <laughs> I am. I'm just like dog. What? <laughs> yeah. So we got me and Stally got some things we got coming up. You know what I'm saying? We about to announce that he got a, a new situation, and that's about to be a beautiful thing. And June first, uh, the first record video drops. June thirtieth, the EP drops. So it's about to go crazy for him. I'm, a, you know, that's one of my closest friends. That's um, dope. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Stally, yeah, man. that's my guy. Yeah, I like Stally. So man. we about to, we about to. Good guy too. I met, I met him once when he came in the yeah. town. And I'm yeah, cool, he, cool guy. He about to heat some things up. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, man, I'm just, I'm just trying to. Everything I love, my one of my main things, everything I loved as a child, I'm trying to make a living off of right, right now. Okay. So yeah. anything I love, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Whether it's clothes, sneakers, sports, music, sports, like I'm just trying to. Yeah. I'm just trying to eat off of it. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Well, shout shout out that uh that uh um still learning pop up again. Still learning pop up. We are June third. We are Agla, Italy in NoHo. Shout out to Star. We will be there next Saturday all day long. Just you know look, what I'm just saying? Look up Agla, Italy. That's look the, that's up Agla, Italy. High end. Finest shoelacing company. I have, I, the shoes I have on have the laces in them. Yeah, <laughs> has oh, some shit. aglet laces in them. You know what I mean? Um, where can people find you? Uh, if I'm you want to be found, <laughs> I always gotta say that. All right, some so yeah, don't be found. I don't never like. I never. I I don't mind it now, but because of so much of the work I do is ninja work. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If whatever I'm finding the talent, I don't really like to. But I'm Reek Dude everywhere. R E E K D U D E, Instagram, Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm there. You know what I'm saying? I like to be the guy that sits behind the, behind the curtains and just watch everything. You know what I'm saying? I like to build it. I like to draw it out, and I like to see it manifest into fruition. I got my eyes on some super dope talent that's going on in the city right now. Shout out. I, 
Alexis Vaughn. I didn't. Did I? Alex Vaughn. Alex Vaughn. She's fire. What? She's got a pop too. What? Like, there's so many other artists like Sir EU. He's 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 doing a GoFundMe. Little so he Big go Brother. To, yeah, Little Big Brother. Oh my Sir God. Sir EU. He's trying. He's Listen. doing a GoFundMe to go to London. Everybody support Every, that. See, okay. one thing you know about I'm one. I'm gonna keep it real. One thing real about high, being. I'm sure shoot, shoot Sir EU some yes. money. One thing about being around dope creators, they always put you with another. I I have randomly went somewhere and I went to like a what is it called the glow in theory? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Shout out my girls. I, I interviewed there. them. Yeah. I was there. <laughs> shout out my girls. Alex Vaughn, she Full was circle, performing. Yeah. Yep. I Trilla was like, Glow. yo, shout she's out to them. Hey, hey, like, shout, shout out to FTC Radio. Yes. Uh, uh, Listen, hip hop. Look at that. I was there. Shout out my nigga Jeremy and Kier. They, they interviewed Alex. Yeah. I oh, for there. real? You was there for that? I, w I was there like when she was at Glow in Third, and I was just sitting okay, there like, okay. everybody that performed that night was dope as shit. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, the yeah. DJ was dope. So, you know. I be in the mix. Bro. I just it's, sit in the cut, build, like building real community shit. DC, DC so small. DC still small. DC lit. DC popping. It's happening. Everybody finding their spot. Everybody finding their spot was just for the greater good. And it's one, one like I said earlier, like we just gotta focus on continuing to just do dope shit. Shout man. out, shout out to Matt McGee. He just dropped a new project called Under New Management. He's fired. Matt McGee. Matt McGee. put me on yeah. with him. Yeah. Gotta put me on yeah. that. I listen, I with everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I be with the shit. You hear me? Yeah. Like if a nigga fucking like I remember years ago I was in some law trouble and I had to you know, get a job. Was working out at Best Buy, uh, Rockville. And yeah, it was a nigga. I, it was I a nigga who's an engineer. It was an engineer for Go. Uh, not Go Link. I'm tripping. Uh, Logic. Logic. Yeah, His yeah. man used to work with me. Yeah, he used yeah. to tell me about Logic oh, every oh, day. Uh, the six, white boy. Right? Yeah, the uh, is a white dude. Yeah, the oh, okay, white dude. Okay, okay. Short kid cut. He used to be like, right, yo. Check my man out. Check my man yeah, out. And this yeah. is when BOA BO was lit. Right, right, right. He was like, when I walked, when this I was like working, he was like, Sinatra yo, you work, type shit. ain't yeah. you? I'm like, yo, chill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm in here on Jolly's like, right, work right, release right. type shit. I'm like, yo, chill, son. Like, he like, nah, son, my man, he fired. Yeah, yeah. So I remember Logic, like, like all that shit, uh, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm with it. You know, I'm with whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because I want to go. I want to be able to go other places and be like, look. This was going on where I'm from. Right. You know what I'm saying? Cut right. that shit. All right, you play y'all shit, and I'm going right. to play my shit. Right. And we all going to figure it out. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm with that. That's my thing. That's real shit, man. Hashtag hometown pride. Reek, thank you, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you, Greatly. G. I had a great time. This was lit. The All The Fly Kids show is powered by Fairground Creative Media and is recorded at the Innovator Studio inside Impact Hub, located in the Penn Quarter section of downtown D.C. Engineered by Backpack Matt and Ryan Gordon and produced by Geronimo Knows, me. You can subscribe to and listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Mixcloud, and Spreaker. Tell a friend and pay it forward.